0: Welcome back to the Running Wine Mom podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salinsky, aka The Running Wine Mom. Today, I have one of my dear friends, Stephanie Boyd, formerly Culp, originally Casey, and we're going to talk about the challenges and triumphs of juggling life's many demands as a divorced, remarried, mother of one, and bonus mother to one more. Join us as we explore the highs and lows of blending families, navigating co-parenting, building healthy relationships, and finding inner peace amidst the chaos. Steph understands firsthand the complexities of raising a child while trying to balance a career, a new marriage, and a sense of self. Additionally, she was a pro at blended families from the beginning as she was adopted into her amazing family right after being born. Whether you're a single parent, a blended family, or just trying to figure it all out, I am so happy to have Steph here to support and inspire you by telling her story. Welcome, Steph.
1: Hi, thanks for having
0: me. Steph and I have been friends for over 20 years. We started out as rivals on the basketball court, and here we are recording a podcast together, and she is one of my nearest and dearest friends, so I'm so excited to have her.
1: Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So as you know, we start the podcast off with your wine of the week, so why don't you tell us what that is?
1: My wine of the week and probably all-time wine (laughs) is the New Hope Winery Blackberry. It's one of my family's favorite wine that I grew up with and my dad orders it by the case. It's more of a holiday (laughs) flavor for us that we drink (laughs) year-round. Love it and oddly enough you live right
0: outside of New Hope but we both grew up in New Jersey and now we're both living in Bucks County but Did you ever think that you would be living right by... Right down the street from the winery? (laughs) No. From the winery?
1: (laughs) No. So when my dad needs wine, he calls me up and I just go get him a case. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Now, what is your wine of the week? Well, I am going through it right now with my house. Um, The day after Christmas, I walked into uh, burst pipes. So I walked into water. (laughs) So that was fun. So dealing with the insurance company and trying to navigate that whole situation has been a huge whine of mine over the past couple months. But recently, this past week, we started construction. So I mean, it's been a little bit of a struggle, but yes. That is my wine dealing with insurance (laughs) companies and. And no kitchen and no kitchen. So what have you guys been doing for cooking? Are you do you still have your stove in there and everything? No. Okay. The stove is out, the every all the appliances are out. It's gutted. So oh I am working with a refrigerator, a microwave, and an air fryer. Well, the air fryer is always a good thing to have. <laughs> yes. All right, what's your win of the week? So actually, you are involved with my win. <laughs> so this past weekend we went to an event at one of my friends' houses. And it was a women's event and a women's empowerment, and it was really cute. She had champagne. There was loads of food and just meeting new women and entrepreneurs. And I brought Sam along, obviously. Yes, you know, thank you. That was such a fun with day. Some moms, yeah.
0: We were saying how hard it is to meet friends when you're an adult and this was
1: something that was just a really nice way to
0: meet local women
1: yeah definitely i mean she is a huge entrepreneur the host of the event and she just moved recently to the area so it was her way of inviting us out there and meeting new people so you definitely connect As adults. Yeah, I felt like that was something that I never
0: experienced when she was saying, I moved to the area and I need girlfriends. And I was like, (laughs) wow, this is so smart. I know. I should do this. (laughs) Yeah, give me some champagne. Be my friend. It it was so much fun. We got to get dressed up and the champagne was really good. And so was the cucumber water. (laughs) That was really good. That was really good. Before we get into the main part of the podcast, there's a question I like to ask all of my guests, and that is, what are three things that you are most proud of in your life?
1: Ooh, okay. So the thing that I'm most recently proud of amongst the headache that I'm going through right now <laughs> is the fact that I was able to purchase my own home by myself. That's and awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I never thought I would do by myself, let alone for a while. Yeah. So that was huge for me. Secondly, was being able to support myself and my son, PJ, financially and pretty much be on our own. For quite some time. So that was that was a huge win for me. That's something to be really proud of. Yeah, for sure. And then really learning to love again. I'm which sure. Which yeah. But <laughs> that you know we'll get into that. <laughs> yes, we will definitely get into that later. But I'm so proud of
0: you for the, all of those things. Because watching you go through these three things that you're most proud of has really been something that I have thought to myself. Like, would I be able
1: to do this if I, I was know. in her situation? And Honestly, looking back, I'm like, how did I do it? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you just... You just do it. it. Now you're in a great place. Yeah. We have
0: so much to talk about today, but we're going to start with the fitness part. And what's your favorite way to stay
1: active? Currently, it is a struggle with balancing being active working full-time and being a full-time-ish kind of mom but I've recently started actually working out again and prioritizing or trying to prioritize my fitness just for my mental sanity yeah it's so important (laughs) yeah and I have had the support of my husband now and he's literally like pushing me out the door saying go change I'm here let me take care of things you need to go to the gym and do you and I love how he can read me and just knows what I want And it's like really supportive. Yeah,
0: that's super important. And for him to know that you're probably a better mom and wife Mm -hmm. when you do those things for yourself, even though we kind of internally are thinking that everything's going to fall apart (laughs) if we take that one hour for ourselves. But really, it makes the other 23 hours so much better when you do do those. 100%. So how do you stay motivated to maintain your fitness routine?
1: It's definitely very hard to be motivated, to be honest, because I work full time. So during my week, I leave the house around 8 a.m. to drop PJ off at school, and then I am not done work till like 4 35 o'clock. I either have to pick him up from school and go home, and then wait for Tom to get home from work or basketball, and then I'm able to go to the gym. Or if he's with his dad that evening, I can go right to the gym from work. But again, it's like working up until five o'clock, going to the gym after. It's so hard. And then by the time you get home, it's so late. By the so time late. I get home, it's so late, yeah. and then I have to do dinner and then homework and all this stuff. It's, it's a lot. But I'm realizing that I like I have to prioritize time for myself yeah. and really like stick to it. I mean, I get done work at three, so I have that little
0: bit of. Even if it's like an hour more than other people in the yeah. afternoons, I can kind of unwind and then go to the gym and yeah. like prep dinner before I go to the gym. And so I'm am always amazed how people do it when yeah. they're home at five o'clock.
1: I know. I used to be an avid morning mm-hmm. gym person before I had my son. Yeah. And that definitely changed, obviously, <laughs> you know, with life and yeah and kids. But you know, I would love to get back into it like a set routine, but with my schedule it's very hard. So anytime I can, I'm just trying to prioritize yeah. myself.
0: And even if you get like ten minutes in, it's still mm-hmm. better than zero minutes yeah. is what I always think. What do you wish you knew earlier in life about your fitness and nutritional health?
1: So one of the things that I've learned and Honestly, thinking back a couple of years ago, I think it was during COVID or or maybe right after COVID, deep into COVID, Tom and I did a whole 30, Okay. which I'm not sure if everyone knows, but it's pretty much just eating healthy and prioritizing your health. So we did that for just the 30 days. And I've learned that even if you fall off one day, it is okay to chalk it up and start over. Before I would be like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to get back into it, but as long as you just get back into it the next day or even two days after you are not falling off the wagon your routine will still be there.
0: Yeah. I do think that's such great advice. Cause I think a lot of people have the mindset of it's all or nothing. And if they have one day off, they're like, I've just ruined the last six days or whatever. And yeah, I um, just got to keep going. Yeah. I think it's just like, get back on, get back on the horse. Is that yeah. what they say? <laughs> <don't> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we have so much to talk about tonight, and I'm just going to get right into it. We are going to start with one of the big things that formed who you are today. You were adopted into a family at birth. Yeah. At birth. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's also a unique situation because you and your older sister are adopted, but the younger two are not adopted. And I feel like in some, a lot of adoptive families, the older ones – are not adopted and the younger ones are, but Mm. your situation is so unique. Mm. And uh, I'm just so excited for you to tell your story about it all. So how did you
1: find out that you were adopted? I don't remember a specific time where I was like sat down being told pretty much like, Mm. oh, you're adopted. To me, I kind of grew up like it was a part of me. And I think... After talking to my older sister, who's also adopted, I think there was a book involved. Okay. <laughs> I sort. feel like that's how parents solve all problems. <laughs> yeah. There's a book. <laughs> There's a book. <laughs> how You Were Adopted. Yes. So that was, I think, part of it. But just really growing up and instilling that you're adopted. And I I don't even know, to be honest. It just kind of like, it was how I grew up. It, it was normal for me. So yeah. I didn't really know any other way or any difference.
0: Was there any weirdness between... The fact that you and your older sister were adopted and the younger two weren't, did you understand there was a
1: difference or how that it just seemed? It was, so I was very like passive about the whole thing. I was like, eh, you know, that's cool, whatever. Like it doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. at all. My older sister, I think she took it a little bit more to heart, especially as we were growing up. There would be fights and every child fights with their parents. Yeah. And my sister would throw out, you're not my real mom. And yeah. Which is kind of typical of growing up for sure. I just would never think that. I was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I was just so passive about it. But I will say that growing up, we're all very close in age, like about two years. Mm -hmm. But my older sister and I were the closest in age. We're 14 months apart. And we connected more together. And then my younger brother and sister connected more together. And I don't know if the adoption thing played into it or age. Yeah. But they're definitely, you could tell we were clicky. Yeah. yeah. A split,
0: but maybe not a purposeful split. Yes. So have you ever searched for your birth family? And what was that experience like?
1: yeah there was i guess i don't know if it was actually a law but i know the pa department of health released the right for you to file for your original birth certificate back at the end of 2017. okay and when i found that out you pretty much can file online the request for your original birth certificate. And there was a time period where your birth parents could reach out to this department and say, no, take my name off of it, or I don't want you to have it. And so it was kind of a chalk up. I didn't know what was coming back. So I did file for it only because it was available. Right. You know, if it prior to that, you would have to, I guess, hire like an investigator or do something out of pocket for someone to find your birth parents. But this would give us the names. Mm -hmm. And so I did it not knowing what I wanted out of it or really if their names were going to be on it. So I got in the mail a couple months later, my original birth certificate and my name on there was baby girl and then her last name okay which was kind of cute because obviously she didn't name Name me me. that's yeah and and then her name was on it and then my birth father's name was on it as well so (laughs) I called my sister right away yeah, and she was like okay send me the all the information and she is literally like FBI detective (laughs) so she within 24 hours found my birth mom who we thought was my birth mom on Facebook. And then she also found a forum and I may not be saying this right, but it was pretty much like a website where adoptees and birth parents or biological parents could go on and post in search of, or trying to find and reaching out or whatever and there was a post from my birth mom wow. from years ago oh my gosh yeah so Ooh, she <laughs> has been apparently looking for you searching for me and I guess it was kind of like extending the invite yeah. if you find me reach out you know whatever so I couldn't contact her direct and which I really did like yeah there was definitely a structure okay that's good yeah so I had to respond to the post but the post went to the admin or whoever was running it oh and they reached out to me and I couldn't even tell you the day but I was at the gym okay I was on the treadmill running and I got a phone call and I typically don't answer random numbers yeah. but it was like kind of a local number and with my work and everything yeah. I have customers call me so I answered it and I remember her saying hey this is so-and-so from the Pennsylvania adoptees forum whatever I got your post. I reached out to your birth mother. And then she asked for some specifics, like birthday, yeah. like, you know, anything that I knew just to make sure it was the connection. And she was like, okay, well, here's her number. She's expecting your call. Ooh. If you want to call yeah. her. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. like, is this happening? Literally 24 hours later. Oh my god! So I literally couldn't breathe. I had to like leave the gym and down the street from the gym was like, a salad work. So I actually, I wasn't like with the, tom officially yeah. at this point but we were just really good friends so i call him and he's like i'm gonna meet you for lunch so we met for lunch and i talked it over with him i think i cried uh, of course and yeah. then i was like i think i'm gonna call her i don't know what i want out of this it was just so much to process yeah something that you've thought of your whole life but then now that it's it's happening and yeah. so fast yeah so after lunch i sat in my car in the parking lot and i and I called. And it was the craziest thing. So, obviously, my heart's beating out of my chest. She did not answer. Her daughter answers. Okay. And I didn't know if her daughter knew about me or, like, what the rules were. Right. So, I literally was like, hi, uh, this is Stephanie. I think um, my birth mom wants to talk to me. So oh my awkward. Gosh. I know it was so <laughs> awkward. But then she's like, "Oh yeah, um, hold on. She's in the shower. Let me get her. She's expecting her call." And I was like, "Okay, okay, oh, yeah." So we did. We talked. I couldn't even tell you what we talked about because oh, it was like I, I blacked out. Yeah. And she's like, "Save my number. This is you know, reach out to me. Whatever. Like, I'd like to get together." And she told me that she had three kids. Wow. So you I have, have three half- two half sisters and a half brother. Okay. And pretty much a whole family wow. on her side. And it was just crazy to hear. And how far do they live from me? Not far. <laughs> they live closer than my parents do right wow. now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Interesting. literally grew up not far at yeah. all. Pretty much like over the bridge. Wow. Yeah. And your birth father is not. So he is, I never reached out to him because I didn't, I don't know, I just like didn't have a good feeling. And also I think she had told me, and this was maybe over the phone, maybe after the first time we've met, she did say, it's up to you, but like, I haven't talked to him. It was kind of like they were young and dating and they haven't had been in contact in quite some time, but he actually did pass. Okay. He, um, overdosed. Oh, wow. And- it was a couple of years ago, I think, and I don't really feel any sort of way. Okay, that's what you I was going to ask. I'm just kind of thankful that, I guess, he wasn't in my life. Yeah. As bad yeah. as that may sound. No, but yeah. Like...
0: You never... I'm sure you always wondered mm-hmm. what could be, and you can see that your birth mom made yeah. the right decision 100%. for what hundred percent she wanted for you which really does show the love that you know was there from the beginning
1: yeah and I think that she wanted me and I don't know if that was the viewed the same way for him and his family okay so how old were they when they had you I think 17 okay so that's young yeah so I I, she left school because she was like getting made fun of or maybe even younger maybe 16 I I couldn't even tell you but um yeah it was it's sad so are you still in contact with her? Yes, we okay. are still in contact. We definitely hung out a few times. I got invited to her wedding a wow. couple years ago, and yeah, I've contacted her. Her what about her, your siblings? Yeah, yeah, and we've actually hung out without her. Oh, cool! <laughs> a few times, which is really cool. And yeah, like they're super awesome, and I do hope in the future we can grow our relationship. I'm just still trying to navigate what and how. Yeah, There's yeah. There's no like rule book on this, no. you know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just
0: winging it. Oh my gosh, that's, I feel like a lot of people with the DNA testing and stuff yeah. like that are finding out yes. they have these mm-hmm. siblings that they never knew about. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, I don't know, maybe somebody will write a book about like what to do because <laughs> it, I'm sure it's so overwhelming. Um, yeah, it's like overwhelming. territory. I'm happy that you found all Yeah. Of them. How has your adoption impacted your identity and sense of self?
1: Honestly, I don't think it impacted me that much. I think the way I always knew that I was adopted and it was like normalized in my family, it didn't really affect me much. Obviously, since I'm one of four, my parents were always doing a really good job of keeping things even with us. Even with the amount of money they would spend for us, um, like for Christmas time, if we would go on daddy-daughter trips, he would make sure to do it with all of us. And we actually did um, Indian princesses. Okay,
0: so I feel like, I swear to God, this is so <laughs> weird, because I feel, we're finding this out right now, I swear I met you, like when I actually like, met you. we were you, little. But we were little, and it was one of those, I swear we knew each other mm-hmm. pre- prior to knowing each other and that has to be it has what to it be is Indian princesses. yeah because we what was your tribe your, I couldn't even tell you <laughs> we were sock
1: <laughs> oh my god I'll have to ask my dad I also, YMCA no.
0: did it and it was it was is so it still fun. happening now? no I don't oh, I think it's it kind fizzled of out, yeah. fizzled out but it was that's so funny
1: but anyway circling back g- growing up when adoption would come up people would be super intrigued and ask yeah. questions and I would kind of just was like eh Yeah, you know, like, whatever. I just didn't think anything of it. And I guess until recently, the past couple years, when it got a little exciting with me, you know, meeting my birth family. But, um, yeah, outside of that, I don't think it really defined me in any way. What advice would you give to other people who were (laughs) adopted or
0: struggling with issues related to their adoption?
1: I guess, firstly, be thankful to be alive. There's other options out there Mm -hmm. where... I wouldn't be here, and I, my mind always goes back to that, and And I think one of the things that my birth mom was, like, a little bit nervous about was me being upset about the situation, yeah. but I am nothing but thankful, yeah. and I'm thankful that I was placed with an amazing family who gave me, like, great opportunity yeah. and, like, such love in the family, and like, I wouldn't have had other opportunities like that, Yeah,
0: and that's what I think that, like I had said earlier, every birth parent that gives their child up, that's what they strive for, and that's exactly the whole purpose of adoption, and your parents got what they...
1: Yeah, exactly, and also... If you are in a situation where you're able to meet your birth family, you know, just go at your own pace. Because, like, still, even years later, yeah. I'm still trying to navigate my pace. Right. And being able to set healthy boundaries is definitely important. something that is very important. And it's hard because, like we said before, there's no rule book yeah. on this. So it's like you go at your own pace and you have to. Yeah.
0: Well, that was very informative. And that... Definitely set your scene for your life and just Mm -hmm. your family life. And then moving on into the marriage, divorce, and remarriage. We'll get into that (laughs) next. All right. So you got married when you were 25. You guys had been together for almost five years Mm -hmm. prior. And then you were married for almost five years. And you had a son in that time frame. And then you ended up ultimately getting divorced. Mm -hmm on this podcast, something that I wanted to focus on is marriage and divorce. And the divorce is something that you had talked about that you would be open to sharing. And that's what I want to focus on for this next section is really your divorce and
1: everything that you went through. So go ahead. (laughs) Oh gosh, that's a loaded uh, (laughs) loaded spot here. So before I even start talking about divorce, I want to preface this with my ex-husband's is a great man. He's a great father. He has a great heart. We just didn't work. And there's a million reasons why there was not one specific. And that's okay. Not working together is okay. And I yeah. think that a lot of the time, it's like people ask, oh, well, why'd you get divorced? And there's one specific reason like, oh, he cheated or she cheated yeah. or he was addicted to something. She was, you know, something Yeah. that's so extreme, but it doesn't have to be like that. Right and in my case it wasn't, and I think that made things a little bit harder yeah
0: it's and the other part is that so many people when they get married they want to stay married obviously Mm -hmm. but I think it's brave to understand that that was no longer serving what you wanted and it's not selfish to make that choice to do what's best for you and you had your son to think about too yeah my first question I was going to ask you was how you got to a decision to get a divorce Mm -hmm. and you kind of said there wasn't one specific but was there any
1: yeah so there was a moment. Uh, you know, obviously, over time we definitely grew apart. we our values and lifestyle didn't align anymore. And I think it started to unalign really when we got engaged and were trying to plan the wedding. And there was just like some instances where, you know, we weren't on the same page with some things. I'm not going to get into detail out yeah. of respect, but there was one time where he was away and for the whole week. He was away. So I was home with PJ by myself, living life, and he decided to come home early and surprise me. And I literally was like, oh, what the hell? Like, I, <laughs> I was kind of pissed, yeah. to be honest. And like, it's so bad to even say all No, out loud. I get, yeah. But at that moment, I was like, this is not fair to me, yeah. to him. I don't want to fake happy that he's right. home. yeah. And I was like, I f- want to do life alone for a bit or without him. And it just, that moment kind of was like, oh shit, this yeah, is, this not is good. it. Yeah,
0: And to kind of go back to when you said maybe starting in the engagement, I feel like a lot of people show different colors of themselves mm-hmm. during the really stressful yeah. time frames. And that's definitely one of them. So maybe you saw some things that five years later you saw as well and you're like this isn't gonna be any Yeah, it's not
1: the life that I really wanted to live and I think that a lot of the time it's like you go to college you graduate you meet somebody you get engaged you get married you have babies and that is what society tells you to do and in my mind that was kind of hammered into me Mm -hmm. and for sure I just was like tunnel vision for that, yeah, path. And, and that's what you wanted. That's and what I wanted, yeah. and that's I was like, well, check the box, yeah, check a box, yeah. check another one. So, and sometimes you have to check
0: the box to realize that you want a circle. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I remember sitting on my couch and <laughs> scrolling through <laughs> my phone many years ago, and um, I opened my email, and there was an email from you to a lot of people in our friend group. And it was that you were getting divorced. And I had never received a divorce email before. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't expecting to receive one at the moment because I really didn't know what was happening. And why did you choose to send an email to let your friends... know that. Not in a negative way, just like out of pure curiosity. Why was that the best choice for you?
1: So I think I wanted to do it once. I wanted to tell my story and inform the closest people to me once. I know people would have questions. And instead of calling everyone individually, I decided to send an email. And if voice to text or whatever, you know. In our group chat, we got lots of voice to text. So That was the thing back then. You would have gotten Gotten one of those. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was easier for me and I felt a little bit lighter after I sent that because yeah. it was my way of telling everybody, telling them what was going on and like you said it was it was probably a shock to you because
0: I just I remember literally. I mean, you're looking at me now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God. I was like, wait, am I reading this right? You're getting yeah. divorced. I thought I just saw a picture of you guys on Instagram. I know. <laughs> yeah. I
1: know. It was like I did a lot of fake
0: smiles. And, and you said, I think you said that yeah. in there. And I think that's probably such a great way to actually get that out because you can you use it as a space Mm -hmm. to put all of your thoughts into one thing and not leave anything out. And I'm sure it took you a while to, like... It wasn't just like, hey, I'm I'm
1: sitting down emailing you guys. It took days.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think... If anyone's looking to get divorced, that's a
1: good <laughs> way to do it is to tell your friends so you don't have to <laughs> answer all these
0: questions. <laughs> Start a trend. Um, what was the most challenging part of the divorce process for
1: you? Probably verbalizing that I wanted to be divorced and sticking to it, really. Right. Because we clearly weren't on the same wavelength with that decision, but... When I say it out loud and he hears me but doesn't agree, sticking to that was very hard. Right. Because there was a lot of conversation trying to talk me out of it. Like, I'll change. I'll do this. You're overreacting with some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. You should have communicated more. And I definitely should have. Should have, but... But, I mean, a lot of the time, it wasn't just the communication. And... To me, it was just hard to say it out loud and stick to it. Right, yeah. I'm sure you thought a lot about it, and then it's like,
0: I got to this point. I yeah. just wanted it to be...
1: Yeah, and then also, like, we were still living together for quite some time. Yeah. So How was that? It was hard. Did you guys stay in the same room? <laughs> no. So I, like, I, I mean... No, I slept on the couch a lot of the time okay. until he wouldn't be there at nights. Yeah. And he would leave for the most part, Mm -hmm. almost every night. And I remember, like, and this is not a shot at him by any means, but I I remember him having a book bag and literally having the front door open, one foot out the door, looking back at me and saying, do you want me to stay? And that, to me, was like, how dare you ask me if you want me to stay? Because you're already one foot out the door. Yeah, right. So I know where you stand. And if I said yes, would you unpack your book bag and not go where you're going? Right, exactly. I don't think so. Yeah,
0: I'm sure it was so emotionally. It was um, very emotionally
1: draining, and it was kind of like a mind's f with the whole situation because it was like trying to work on us, and he's like, "I want us to work this and that," and then he would be one foot out the door, right? So it was his so confusing. Words weren't matching his actions, which happens a lot. Yes, (laughs) which could okay. Got it. Got it.
0: While you were going through all of this, do you think that you received the support from your family and friends that you expected or that you needed?
1: So I'm going to start by saying I am so lucky to have amazing friends and the group of friends that I have. I really don't think they knew how to support me and what I needed in that moment And I could chalk it up to a couple reasons, being that the distance was there. Yeah. They can't just stop over for, like, a
0: glass of wine to to help you with certain things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, I think that I went through my divorce process fairly strong, and I definitely put on... A, a strong front. front. Yeah. And I felt like I had to because of PJ. Right. Like, I had to just keep moving forward and do what I have to do. I have to get out of the house. I have to find a house. I need yeah. to keep doing everything routine for my son. So I think that them seeing that I was moving on and moving forward, maybe it didn't affect me as much. Seemed like you needed the help.
0: And not to compare it to having children, but like, for me personally... My friends all had kids before me and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, they're just having a great time. And then I had a kid and I had to reach out to everyone and say, I'm sorry, like I just didn't know. Yeah, life happens. And, you know, also not having a specific end to it where he didn't cheat on you or he didn't. So maybe people just didn't understand how you needed help, especially if you weren't asking for it.
1: Exactly. As far as my family support, I mean, they were there a thousand percent. It's funny, everyone kind of reacted a little bit different. Tina, the mama bear of (laughs) of us, she opened her house to me, and PJ and I would go over, and it was easy because of her boys and my son, they get along so well, but, like, we would do long weekends there, and I would go to my parents' house on some weekends, and even during the week for quite some time, I would stay there, and i just logistically didn't work for me with work and right. and daycare at the time for a PJ. But my brother, I remember him telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, I never really, uh, you know, yeah. it, I feel like it all comes out. Yeah, after. yeah, yeah. But um, I specifically, I remember telling my mom and this kind of broke my heart a little bit and I don't hold it against her at all. But I remember telling her and her saying to me, like, well, you know, if it's broken, you know, just fix it. And I think her mentality. I think that's like an
0: old school mentality for it. It
1: is. And I don't think that she knew just like my friends. The severity of it and how unhappy I was and, and all the little things that led up to my decision. And I think that. Once she did realize that, her mentality changed and, you know, she was definitely supportive. But my dad, and if anyone knows my dad, he is a no bullshit kind of guy. And he literally was like, I told him and he's a problem solver. Right. So if you tell him something, he doesn't say, how are you feeling? Can we talk about it? He's like... What's the next step? Yeah. What do we do? So I was at my parents' house. He goes into his office and he comes back out with a manila folder <laughs> with my name on it. Okay. <laughs> you put your name on it, okay. My name was on the tab. And inside were a couple divorce lawyers. Wow. And I okay. was like, well, dad, yeah. tell okay. me how you really feel. Yeah. He's like, this is happening. <laughs> this is happening. And he was just already prepared for me. And I knew that if there was a fight, thank God there hasn't been yet and hopefully (laughs) Hopefully Um, this doesn't bring it out. (laughs) I know. Right. But he would have my back a thousand percent. That's good.
0: That's my podcast that I just had with my dad. That's something that my parents are just, you know, family. We're both very lucky to have such family support because when you're in that, sometimes you can't rely on anyone else except that unit that you have. And it's good to have them there. Yeah. Also coming into your relationship, before marriage your ex-husband had a child from a previous relationship yeah. and you took her in like she was your own as okay. well when she was with you guys and obviously you guys had your own son as well so <coughs> now even though you were a stepmom you kind of weren't going to know. be i like how does that work
1: I met his daughter when she had just turned three. Yeah, so she is now seventeen.
0: I remember her coming to the shore house, and she was so little and so cute. Little. And she had on your heels that we wore out oh like the night before. And it was one of those. Oh my gosh! I can't believe there's this. Cute Did little you take gr- her down the street to get a bracelet? Yes, or something? I took her oh to go gosh. get a bracelet. It was um, so cute. And
1: but, I mean, I think that I had built a great foundation and relationship with her throughout the time of us being together. I didn't obviously cut her off. She right. was by far cut off. I mean, but she like, was, yeah, they were at very, your wedding. Yes. Yeah. she's very Your new much, wedding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both weddings. <laughs> True. <laughs> she's very much a part of my life and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I was terrified to tell yeah. her. And... The fact that I think she was like 10 when we separated and I didn't want to mess her up, you know, like that was terrifying to me because she had gone through a lot already more than probably any other child her age had gone through and I didn't want to add to that, but I think we did a very good job of recognizing her needs and we, we definitely didn't fight in front of her and we... When he wasn't there at night, he would make sure to come home very early in the morning if she was there so that she didn't know that he was gone. But it was, it's just hard because she played such a huge role in our marriage right? because she was there since day one. Yeah, true. And I kind of jumped into that relationship with her and him at the same time. So officially separating that was hard. But unofficially, like I sat her down and I said, I will always be there for you and I still am. Anything she needs, she can pick up the phone and call me, you know, That's and I'd nice. help her out. Anything. And I think she knows that. I hope she knows that. Yeah. And I hope that she knows that it just didn't make sense or work In our favor to be together. And I don't want her to have any resentment against that or, you know, have any bad feelings towards that. It's just, you know, sometimes you just have to be selfish for yourself and know your worth. Yeah. And I hope
0: that she knows that. And she, yeah. And hopefully she can see that for Mm. herself too, that... If something isn't working, then she needs to
1: get herself into a different situation. Exactly. And as far as PJ, I mean, he was so little. He was one and a half Uh when we were separated, and it just... That's little. Very little. So he, I don't even think he really remembers us together. Yeah. So that was a little bit helpful, and he's such a little trooper with going through all the transitions, but I definitely... Had to rearrange a lot of things for myself. Yeah. Because I made sure not to pull him out of his routine. His routine. Yeah. And that meant more driving for me in the morning and the after work and changing my schedule so that his wouldn't change mm-hmm. and transition yeah. in a in a positive way for him.
0: Even though you were being selfish for yourself, you were being so selfless for yeah. him in this in the scenario. Yeah. So looking back, is there anything you would have done differently during the process or prior to you officially saying anything?
1: I mean, at times, I definitely felt like a cold-hearted bitch looking back. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I was, but I also felt like it was necessary at the moment to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I just wished maybe there was more of a middle ground. That didn't have to be so hard since I was the
0: initiator of it all. Yeah,
1: But I mean, outside of that, I think everything went pretty smooth after that. And we're very much like on the same page now. That's good.
0: So have you been able to find peace and closure after your divorce?
1: Yeah, I think so. I am very much at peace. I think we're both in a very good place in life. I respect him as a father and I think we work well together. It did did take some time and definitely a lot of hurt feelings for both of us, but I think we're definitely in a better place now. That's good. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm.
0: So now that the divorce, we're at the point where the divorce is in place, Mm -hmm. how did you know it was time to move forward and start dating again? And how did your divorce impact that approach to your new relationships and then also having a child as well during all this?
1: I think it's kind of sad to say, but I was kind of checked out of the marriage before I even vocalized that I wanted an official divorce. Mm -hmm. And this stemmed from having kind of an emotional support friend. And thats it's a very gray area because looking back, it was very unhealthy and really kind of a mindfuck. But like... I had a friend from a a distant place. (laughs) A distant place. (laughs) That was male. Another world. (laughs) Another world. And he really pushed me in that direction. And... Not pushed me to make that decision, but really pushed me... To realize to that you needed to make the decision. And also, like, to stick to my guns. Yeah. And I don't think that if he wasn't there for the support... Right. I don't know if I would Yeah. be able to have done it on my own.
0: And I think, you know, I'm, all, I'm big <laughs> about the universe, putting people in your life for whatever reason it is. And maybe... That was his purpose, was yeah. just to be like, hey, you need to move forward. Yeah. Here I am. I'm gonna help you move forward, and then that's it. Yeah, you know,
1: 100. As much as that time period of my life, looking back, I do have a lot of regret around that. I do think that it was for necessary. that purpose yeah. and yeah. necessary, and I'm very thankful. Right. Ironically, yeah, for yeah. Him being for in my sure. life and yeah. and pushing me towards that and like giving me the strength yeah you know yeah. to do so that's that's big mm-hmm. but i mean after that i kind <laughs> of like jumped on bumble okay and well let me backtrack a little bit because after i moved out of the house with my ex-husband i again with the stars aligning yeah my friend who has a daughter who is 10 days younger than pj okay she was going through a divorce as well or previous to me and we had kind of had like a random falling out and she has such a sixth sense yeah that she randomly called me and we weren't talking for a while she called me and she's like I have a feeling you're not doing okay Ooh. are you okay and <laughs> I was like I just broke down I was like we haven't talked in quite some time right I was like this is what's happening I'm going through it and she's like so am I and she's like I need to get out of the house I'm like so do I so we found a place together in Buckingham we lived together for a couple years and that kind of jump started getting back into it yeah finding it someone else
0: again who give is giving you the strength of like we're both single let's exactly
1: and it was more playful it was more like I don't have a man to talk to every day you're used to talking to your husband every day yeah like
0: companionship
1: exactly so we were lonely but not lonely because we had each other but like as a a male you know yeah. like you kind of gravitate towards those relationships and situations to talk to them so we downloaded bumble and we're like let's get to work <laughs> love it you know love so it. i mean we just had a little bit of fun and when i went on a couple dates some of them were creepy some of them were <laughs> great some of them were random and you know it was just all fun but ironically i met tom my now husband <laughs> out of the bar in doyle's town organically, you know, like, yeah. just, we were at, I was with her, and we were out celebrating, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you, but we were out, and we bumped into each other, and we kind of just hit it off, yeah. and through... A random hookup and literally me crying my eyes out, telling him my whole story of life. Tom was in it from the beginning. (laughs) He was in it. And I don't know why he didn't walk away at that moment. Because you're amazing. That's why. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, from there, it was just like I kind of got my groove back. Groove
0: back. Yeah. So now that you talked about how you met Tom, how did you know when the right time to introduce your son to Tom was?
1: So I didn't really know a right time. I didn't know if there was a specific timeline or, you know, like I kind of was going off of like, all right, we're friends. We're not romantically involved yeah. yet, but I still don't want to bring a guy around my son without knowing that he's going to be sticking around, be, yeah, around. you know, cause I just, I didn't want to confuse him. I don't know how that worked. And... I don't know how long it was after they met, but I remember him coming over. To, we were going to watch a movie or something, and PJ was still awake because he is a night owl, and it's very hard to get him down to sleep <laughs> still. And he walked in, and PJ was there, and I remember them, like, locking eyes, and they both kind of were, like, shook. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> like, and, and who's I that? was like, who's that? <laughs> uh, what do I do? And I was like, um, that's my kid. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, he didn't know you had a kid? No, he knew. He knew. Oh, okay. <laughs> he knew, but they like, never met before. Yeah. So it was just like a random meet, and I mean, I really didn't let them interact a lot, right? Until I knew that he that was he was going to be around, going to be around. Yeah.
0: Before we get into your remarriage, any advice you would give someone who is going through a divorce? about the lessons that you
1: learned and how to move forward? Just keep moving. Keep moving forward and remember your self-worth. There are going to be definitely times of doubt, but clearly there's a reason and thought behind you. your decision. Yeah. So don't let anything sway that and be strong, you know? And there are other people out there that can so be a lot supportive. of people in this world. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> there's a lot. So, I mean... You just got to keep moving forward. That is great advice.
0: So now that we have told Tom all our baggage and we've introduced (laughs) him to our son and he's stuck around, he's an amazing man. What led you to decide that you wanted to try this again after having your first marriage end? Were you nervous? Were you scared what yeah
1: all the above I mean for me after getting a divorce remarriage was kind of a hard no for a while and that was definitely a conversation that we would always go back to before even being engaged obviously just to make sure that we're mm-hmm. on the same page and Tom even says he's like you know when I proposed I didn't know if you were gonna say yes oh and I thought that was crazy right you know, yeah we had yeah conversations yeah about it, but all, of course but, you know, that was one thing that I was very dead set on. I didn't want to get married again. I didn't want to, quote unquote, mess it up again. Yeah. Kinda, like go through it's it a, again. Yeah, it's that's hard. It's scary. Yeah. So I just, it was terrifying. But I mean, through the trauma and whatnot, Tom is definitely a sweet angel. He is. He <laughs> that really is. really went at my pace. And for that, I am so thankful. But little by little, he convinced me that there is such thing as a good healthy relationship. Yeah.
0: I'm sure yeah because that's what you know you you were so young when you got into that yes. first relationship and I you don't think you're that young but then now you're in this new relationship in your 30s which mm. I think we're just I think everyone should wait till their yeah. 30s to get married even though I guess I was 27 but <laughs> close enough <laughs> close enough yeah um but I do think it's just You know what you want more. It's so different. So now we're established more in our careers and Mm -hmm. all of that. So you guys decided to get married. What was different about your second wedding compared to your first? I went to both weddings. I was there both. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask you. You loved one was them both. <laughs> I will say the I think I'm still full from your first wedding's cocktail hour. Oh
1: my gosh, I know. That
0: had the most food that I, I've been to probably literally a hundred plus weddings. And that was I,
1: and I don't even think I had like any of there that. There was so much
0: food that. <laughs> but anyway.
1: Anyway, we digress. Yeah, I think I was more present. I That's think good. I was. I learned, I guess, from the first. Yes. You know what not to do and what I wanted to change, but like, I. Had a conversation with Tom beforehand. I said, We are not leaving each other's sides. Yeah. If you have to go to the bathroom, I will stand outside. If you are going to take a shot at the bar, I'm with you. And we definitely like rode that out most of the night. So I. Because I feel like
0: at weddings, you are pulled in so many different directions and you're Mm -hmm. literally split because you have your people, they have their people, and you're so worried about saying hi to Mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah. That was something that at our wedding, we were like, we're not going up to every table because yeah. it's going to take too long. Right. So we showed up at cocktail hour and then we're like, if you want to come see us, yeah. see us on the dance floor because it's about you guys. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, and I don't think we said hi to every table. I mean, I hope that I said hi to everybody. From, yeah, at least I mean, from that's distance, what I'm saying. You like, You're going to see
0: everybody. And I think, I mean, I would never be offended if I someone didn't come up, a yeah. bride didn't come up and personally say Hi,
1: thank you for coming yes. to my wedding. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, there's just so much going on. But yeah, I, the being present with each other, I think yeah, it because it is. It's
0: about you guys. Yeah. That's the most important. So now that you guys are married and you've been in a relationship for a while, how have you and Tom worked to build a strong and healthy relationship?
1: I think it started the night we met. And okay. I think that we had built such a strong foundation of a friendship from that point yeah. on, that I think really led us into where we are now. Yeah. Like the communication is, it's great. And yeah. I honestly, I was like, wait, you actually communicate with your partner? Like, <laughs> it's a key. It's a key. <laughs> yeah. And like, it just, it wasn't there for me in the past. Yeah. So that really is it's helping strong, us yeah. have a strong and healthy relationship. But also, like, it's a work of progress. Yeah. You know, we, he's better at communicating than I am. And he also is like so unawkward. Okay, I literally yeah. can talk to him about anything and it, he's unfazed. He yeah. like literally says, all right, so this is what I think. And like literally talks me serious, even if like, something's <laughs> D- so not yeah. serious. But like, he's so open and honest and he, uh, that trickles down to me. Yeah. Because you want to be and, more open yeah. and honest with it as well. Yeah. How do you balance
0: your needs of your current relationship with the needs of PJ and with co-parenting and all that?
1: I think we do a good job at that. (laughs) I think we prioritize our relationship. Yeah, It is a little bit easier since I have shared custody with PJ. So he goes to his dad's every other weekend. Okay. So we do have weekends off that we can plan things, but Tom is a teacher, and he also coaches basketball. So even during basketball season, it takes up a lot of time. But I, I go to the games, I support him and the team, and even sitting there cheering is... I feel like time together. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Cause so, you're watching
0: him doing something that he really enjoys. Exactly.
1: So, I mean, we definitely prioritize that. We try to plan date nights and he is so good with surprising me. Like Aww. he'll come home with like my favorite sushi dish oh, or something. Like he's so sushi. sweet. <laughs> I know the best, but yeah, I think we do a really good job at that.
0: That's good. What have you learned about yourself and relationships from your experience with divorce and remarriage?
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I look back and wonder how I even got through some of these periods of my yeah. life. I definitely learned that I'm stronger than I thought. I've also learned that even though my divorce was pretty amicable, it was tough on me for a lot of the time. When I was going through it, I didn't see that. But looking back now, what I went through, its yeah. definitely is something I'm proud to come out of with a smile. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I've learned that they're actually like loving, healthy relationships. (laughs) They're they're out there. (laughs) I know. And like, it's so
0: hard though to see it, to see out of it when you're in it. It's really difficult.
1: And sometimes, like, I'm so surprised at some of the things that seem that Tom thinks are normal that I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing that you did that. You know, like, the other day, I think I told you this, but the other day when he was at basketball practice, he was like, I'll be home soon. And PJ was nagging and wanting to go outside and play baseball and hit the ball around. We just signed him up for baseball. Okay. He was like, mom, I want to go hit the ball. Can we go? Can we go? And my plan was go to the gym after Tom got home. And I was like, okay, I'll take you now. Like, whatever. And Tom walks in the door and he's like, go change for the gym. (laughs) Go upstairs right now. Change. I'm gonna take him that's to awesome. hit the ball around, and we'll meet back and yeah, you know get that's the day really started. That's really nice. That's so like things like that. I'm like, oh my god, you just this need man someone is, like, to, amazing, like, yeah,
0: to take charge. <laughs> yes. and tell you yeah. what you need to and do, and it's not in doing good things way. on my
1: own either. Yeah, which is very hard because I did everything on my own. So like letting him help me is a struggle for me. Right,
0: it's a struggle that. You deserve to have that help, and hopefully it'll only get easier. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of just to wrap this part up, what advice would you give someone who's considering remarriage that, like you said, it'll never happen?
1: Don't close the door completely. As much as I thought my door was closed, it clearly was cracked open. Love Um, it. Yeah, and like going through a breakup or divorce, especially with kids involved, it's tough and traumatic, and sometimes we'll feel like – more than you can handle but keep moving forward at your own pace like everything else there's no rule book or set of rules of what not to do what to do and what life after divorce looks like, but I can attest that good things do come and they'll come when least expected. And one thing I do wanna say is that in my vows, I said to Tom, thank you for knocking down the walls that you didn't put up. And I'm Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ooh. I know, because he definitely did that for me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna cry too. <laughs> I know. And like he he uses the word persistent because yeah. he was so persistent. His friends even were like, run. <laughs> They're like, get away. Yeah. Because I, like, I, I had to take my own time and pace. And he clearly wanted things romantic yeah. before I did. And he stuck around. And I'm so thankful every day for oh that. Oh, my gosh. But
0: Oh, my gosh. It's so true because he did take on such a big task almost yeah. and like, like like not even
1: just for me yeah but like for pj yeah to be there oh
0: my gosh oh. Yeah, Saint oh true. my gosh he Kevin is love sensei. him <laughs> Woo. all right we're gonna get into our last part which is going to focus on the parenting and co-parenting as well so just to kind of start off what were you least prepared
1: for in parenthood probably something that new moms shouldn't be really having to struggle with but like feeling like I was doing it alone. And
0: I feel like though a lot of moms do feel that way, I feel like even though nobody should feel that, but I do feel like I have learned so many women are thinking that you're taking on Mm -hmm. such a mental load of stuff and a lot of men just aren't stepping up like they should, which is a shame. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So what do you think that your parenting style is?
1: I don't even know, (laughs) to be honest. I mean, I think that I'm a good mix of relaxed and chill, but also like tom call me out for being a helicopter mom okay (laughs) (laughs) so I'm definitely lenient when it comes to certain things more so than he is or his dad is but I can be strict with other things it's kind of hard to pinpoint because I think I'm kind of a good mix I don't know I'm just winging it
0: (laughs) that's what most of us are doing (laughs) what is something you said you'd never do before kids but you definitely do now
1: oh my god so the one that pops into my mind (laughs) is eating on the run I was like when I have a kid they're gonna eat in their high chair and they're gonna know their (laughs) space and know their role when they're sitting there But I mean, even to this day, PJ is a runner. Yeah. So he'll take a bite and run and go play, come back and take a bite. I'm like, I'm always yelling, like, come take a bite, come take a bite. That's something that I wish that I did differently and maybe next time around will but like also I don't know if it's technically wrong you know like whatever works for us I think
0: eating is such a tough topic for everybody because there's this like it's the same thing with like the way that they sleep it's such a hyper focused part and Mm -hmm. every kid is so different in what they want and don't want And like Mm -hmm. I mean Willow's a really good eater but if she's not hungry we're not like you have to sit here we put her leftovers by her mother's helper thing
1: And we're just like, if you're hungry, you can come back and eat. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, I struggle with bedtime. Bedtime. From day one, I mean, he's a good sleeper once he goes down. But yeah. Bedtime, I literally can start the routine at like seven o'clock, oh gosh. and he will still not I shut <laughs> out cold until nine thirty, ten oh, o'clock. Oh no! Which doesn't give me time. Yeah, for yourself to wind which is down. What you mean, yeah. yeah, and also like he's always been a night owl, so I can't even be mad Fault about him, it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like that too growing up. I didn't yeah. need much sleep, and I still kind of don't. But I just I wish I was able to get a better schedule or routine down.
0: Well, you live, you learn, you know?
1: know? (laughs) Maybe the next one.
0: (laughs) So you obviously have to co-parent. How did you and your ex-husband come to the decision to co-parent? What did you guys end up figuring out
1: so it was kind of easy because we adapted the schedule pretty much okay. for his daughter so that way they were together oh on the that's same days. okay so he was already co-parenting exactly so that's so okay. we just kind of kept it the same which was easy I didn't have to think about it he didn't have to think about yeah. it and so Tuesdays and Thursdays they go with their dad and they don't sleep over, though, so I'll get him back at 8 o'clock, and I'll either pick up or he'll drop off to me, depending okay. on our schedule. What you're, yeah. And then every other weekend, he has okay. him overnight, So. That's good. That seems... Mm-hmm.
0: You're very lucky to have that be I know. <laughs> as smooth yeah. as it is. What's the most challenging aspect of co-parenting?
1: I think that... It just takes a lot of time and effort with our schedules, even though they're easily set in place. Yeah. It's like on the days that I have PJ, I get home and have an hour and a half to do everything. I have to feed him, do homework. Um, if it's a shower night, do the shower, pack his stuff for the next day, and then wind down. And like, yeah. I think his bus would drop him off at like 4.30, 4.40 or something, because he's the last stop. So it's oh, late and anyway. Oh, yeah. But that's still a couple hours beforehand. Yeah. So yeah. kids have more time. But with him, since I have to do before and after care because of my work schedule, oh, right. I don't pick him up till later. Okay. So from school, it's hard. And then days that he's with his dad, when he drops him off at eight o'clock, it's like you're in a different environment. You want to Yeah. I never ate dinner. And I'm like, you ate dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like he gets home and he's wound, wound up, up. Yeah. and, you know, it's hard to wind down.
0: How do you and your ex-husband communicate with each other about the important decisions? So, like, is there different rules at your house and his dad's house, or how does that work? Do you have similar rules?
1: I think, for the most part, we have similar rules. We talk a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, like, we talk all the time. So, we're on the same page. We know what's going on in his life. So, if he does get in trouble at my house, like, he will finish his quote-unquote punishment, punishment or whatever yeah, it is yeah. you know at his dad's house okay. that night or that weekend or something but yeah we definitely align with the rules and regulations and there are some times where it's like oh I can say this word at dad's house and I'm like well it doesn't happen at mom's house yeah but I think maybe as they go as he gets older it may change yeah but yeah. yeah,
0: that's definitely a difficult thing because even Mark and I, mm-hmm. when we even talk about the way we start the day with the kids, it's very different. Like mm-hmm. I bring Parker into Willow's room, Mark brings Willow into Parker's room, and <laughs> it doesn't bother either of us that the other does the opposite, but like I can't imagine it being the totally different house. Yeah, and
1: where you're not home, present. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the crazy thing is, is he's like, I don't understand why he gives you such a hard time going to bed. You know, I say goodnight, tuck him in, and, you know, close the door. (laughs) And I'm like, such a bad thing to do. But, like, it works for them. But they know.
0: But they they also know because that's the other Mm -hmm. thing, too. Recently, we've been trying to get Willow off of her binky. And so I stopped giving it to her when we're reading stories mm-hmm. and she like cried a couple nights and then she's yeah. fine she knows after stories and so I'm just telling Mark I never told him that this was my plan anyway but I'm home a lot doing bedtime so it just yeah. like slipped my mind and then he's sitting there like wait she like grabs the binky when when I put her to bed <laughs> I'm like she literally knows she says yeah. to me okay book then binky but then when Mark has her she grabs her binky and then reads she her knows. books. She does. <laughs> so these kids are so They're smart. They're us. <laughs> Have you guys had to modify
1: anything with your co-parenting since you've?
0: Like, how do you go about them? Do you have to go through a lot of lawyers or do you just do no. it with yourselves?
1: So we've been kind of in a lucky situation where we didn't have to have lawyers involved. That's Because good. everything was, you know, pretty amicable. Yeah. We didn't go to court about anything. I mean, nothing really is on paper, which I mean, is is good if yeah. it works. Right, right. So everything is fine. there are days that, you know, I'm like, hey, I have a family party. Can I grab him this time yeah. or you know, swap weekends or this and that? and. For the most part, we're totally fine with That's it unless good. we have plans. Right. So we're on the same page and totally lenient when That's it comes really to that. Good. Yeah. So nothing official, but like unofficially, yeah. yeah we because I know some yeah. couples said it's I know not like that, which. It seems like you guys have
0: a pretty good thing going on with co-parenting yeah. in a very mature way. Do you ever involve your son in decisions about the custody agreements or like, mm. does he get any choices or do you think in the future he'll get choices? Of-
1: no, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard no. Yeah. I mean, but he's seven, yeah. you know, so like he shouldn't have those choices. And mm-hmm. yes, in the future when he gets older and hopefully nothing changes. You know, yeah. Changes, but we would take his opinion into consideration but ultimately we're the parents and yeah. like we're gonna try to keep the schedule as best as we can
0: so to kind of end this part of co-parenting what advice would you give someone who is trying to figure it out
1: I guess just come up with a schedule that works best for both of you and lay out your expectations um, always keep in mind whatever's done should be done with the child's best interest in mind and even if it's not something you choose you you have to think about the kid at the end of the day and it may be harder for you but that's your goal together should be your goal yes I love that that's
0: so to just kind of round all of this out with co-parenting parenting I like to ask all my guests who have children what is one piece of advice that you would give other parents
1: don't be afraid or embarrassed to ask for help one of my issues is being at being able to ask for help with anything in life, which I've learned does not make you weak. No, um, it makes you human. And I'd also say that with children young, like breastfeeding was a struggle for me. This is so random. I don't know. Why it's I'd it's say not this, random, but, like, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> breastfeeding was a struggle, and I was like, so dead set on I'm gonna breastfeed. I'm gonna breastfeed, and like I did not have the support of my partner at the yeah. time. And he was just like, Oh, you know, why do you have to do that? And and I kind of was just like, F you, I'm going to prove yeah. you wrong. And I did it for I don't want to say the wrong reasons because in my mind it was a right yeah. reason. And but like I had I struggled breastfeeding. So I literally took on full blown Oh my gosh. Pumping. Yeah. And it was another full time job. Yeah. And like it drove me crazy. And I wish that I had told myself back then like <laughs> just mentally prepare for some of this stuff, but it doesn't have to be th- this, this or one. that. Yeah. You can still have your mental sanity and also do things a different way outside of what your mind is yeah. set on.
0: And I think that's something that so many women in my life talk about when it comes to their, I guess, vision of what it's going to be like, of breastfeeding for some mm-hmm. reason. Like society yeah. paints it as this, magical moment with you and your kid and there's so I feel like there's more women that struggle with it than they don't and just to also kind of go on like a little bit of a tangent of something but somebody I forget I must have been on like Instagram or of course something (laughs) and they said why fed is best is a bullshit phrase and I never really thought about it but like because (laughs) nobody says it to people who breastfeed people who are on formula, they're like, oh, it's fine, fed is best. But, like, if you're breastfeeding your baby, no one's going to sit there and say, oh, it's fine, fed is best. Yeah,
1: like you're feeding your child regardless. Yeah, and
0: it's like, well, I mean, as a high school teacher, I can look at my class and I literally cannot tell you what child was breastfed. (laughs) I don't know what child was formula fed. I don't know what child had pumped milk. Like, you really literally don't know. And that's, with me growing up, my mom formula fed me she breastfed my sister mm-hmm. she formula fed my brother and i always thought that was normal everyone yeah. does something differently until i like became a mom and then there's this huge focus Stigma. oh yeah, yeah on you have to breastfeed yeah. feed your child and it's like but I mean, if you can't, you can't. Just like you said, you don't have the support. You're not, you don't have the supply. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But looking back for your mental health, it's. Yeah.
1: Prioritize your mental health over anything. Because
0: the baby needs it and you need it. Yes. (laughs) Well, that is a great way to end our conversation. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you, Steph, so much for coming. Thank you for having me. This was
1: therapeutic without (laughs) knowing.
0: (laughs) I am loving these conversations that I'm having with guests. I love learning. I've known you for 20 years and I've learned so much about you in this last two hours of recording that I just feel like I love this whole thing of learning more and you know what your thought process of all this is yeah but yeah thank you for being so vulnerable to Mm -hmm. share your story about being adopted divorce remarriage co-parenting it was a lot to the world (laughs) people all around the world can hear about it we hope our listeners found some valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the challenges of parenting divorce remarriage being adopted and balancing life remember it's okay to feel overwhelmed sometimes but it's more important to prioritize self care and seek support when you need it. And like Steph said, ask for help when you need it. Don't be afraid. Before we go, just want to remind you that you're not alone. There are countless other parents out there juggling multiple roles and responsibilities, and there's a community of support waiting for you out there. Again, just asking for help is one way that you can get your support. Whether it's through support groups, therapy, or reaching out to a trusted friend, know that there are people who care and want to help so thanks for tuning in again please make sure to keep following along at the running wine mom underscore and don't forget to subscribe like and review the podcast and Steph cheers Cheers. (laughs) love you girl love you thank you so much for being my guest and we hope everyone has a good week (laughs) see you next Tuesday